year was 1982. I was 31 years old. I had a family, a wife and three small children, and we decided to move to a new city. And in the process, I had felt responsible and felt that I'd called ahead and make sure I had a good job, a job lined out, at least several opportunities. When I got there, there was no job. The economy had dropped from the time that I started to uh, make plans to move to the time we got there was three or four months and the economy dropped totally out of sight. No jobs to be had. What do I do? Well, I heard a sermon and I caught a hold of God's word and it said, use what's in your hands. And I literally took that and looked at my hands and said, well, I don't really see anything in my hands, but that's not really what it means. It's use what you have available to you. So we had moved uh, from this one city to our new town uh, using my dad's horse trailer. Now a horse trailer is designed to haul horses and it can haul four horses and that means it's about six feet wide, two meters wide and 15 to 16 foot long, maybe five meters long and that was sufficient for us to pull behind our family car, a large car, and we put most of our goods, our washer dryer and all the kids' clothes and, and the essentials, and we had it really full when we moved from one town to the new town that we're in now. And so it was parked in my front driveway. And I took this literally and said, well, I do have this horse trailer, and I had hooked it onto my car, and I could move my household goods some almost uh, a 1,000 miles to my new town, and so I think maybe I could just do that. And I debated a little bit because, see, I was a professional. I had an engineering degree, and, and, I, and I had to small, swallow my pride a little bit because now I'm doing some physical labor, and I'm, I'm not in my element, and I'm not getting paid what I thought I could get paid. But, you know, I had responsibilities to feed my family, to pay tuition, to go to Bible school. That's why we had moved and to pay the rent and, and other expenses. And so I put a small ad in the paper that said, let me help you move. I paid just very little bit of money for that ad. And sure enough, somebody calls me. And I moved like a washer and dryer. And I moved a bedroom set. People were buying little things. And I hired one person just when I needed them to help me. And they would help me. And occasionally, it was small something. My wife would help me uh, lift something on the other end or be with me so that it took two people to do certain things. But it wasn't too heavy. And from that, I started recognizing that, man, this could be some income. This was better income than anything else I could get because it was paying me 25 to 30 dollars per hour to move somebody when the best I could do working for somebody like in a fast food was five or six or maybe seven dollars an hour. That's way different. Wow. And so I continued going, my wife and I went to Bible school in the mornings and we at noon we would end our classes and we had all afternoon and the evening to do something else in my case to create revenue or get a job. And this became my job for almost 18 months to two years. I just started moving people. And I had my regular helper, and he was glad to get paid. And so now I'm charging $50 to $60 an hour, and I'm paying him $10 an hour. He's happy. I'm happy. The customer's happy. And we started expanding our abilities. 
The second year I did buy, buy a truck and then I bought a second truck and I didn't even consider this a real business. This was just what I call a lifestyle business, just a necessity. And from that though, it moved on into owning a, a, a company. It was moving and storage of furniture and I owned that for 17 years. I didn't plan that when I started. I just needed revenue. The class we're talking today is the starting class of a course. And this course is to help people grow, start, grow, and excel in a business ownership. And it can start just like I did. It can start with what you have in your hands. It can start small. And we're going to teach you how to do that, but we're not pretending to be the experts in this. We're going to let other people other people that we've re video recorded stories just like I told you and let you see that this is not something that just happened for Gary. This is really the way a small business and a business ownership typically gets started. Many people think, wow, if I just had a ton of money, I could start in my business. I'm telling you, that's not thinking right. You've got to think with starting small, extremely small, and starting with what's in your hands. And you don't need to wait for someone else typically to provide you a large sum or any money at all. You probably have everything you need to get started right now. You just don't see it. Remember, you're God's child. He's your father. He's not going to abandon you. He's going to take care of you. He's going to provide for you, but he's not necessarily going to tap on somebody's shoulder and they're going to decide just to hand you some money. God's plan is for you to use your hands to work and from a progression, you can use your hands and your mind. And then while you're working, you're going to receive wisdom to grow to the next level. And you're going to apply that wisdom if you're diligent. And you're going to be the best worker that anybody ever had. And even as an employee, you're going to learn a lot there. And then you're going to start gaining wisdom. And then it could progress on up to some other uh, sources of revenue. But God is there to help you. He will never abandon you. He will never leave you. It's up to you though to see how to make it work. One of the big mistakes people make is that they look around and say, well, what can I do? They're looking outward to find something that they can do to make revenue, to create revenue, to create monies. And I'm saying it's quite the opposite. I believe the right thing for you to do is look inwardly. Look at you. What are you gifted in? What have you had skill sets in? What, what do you have in, in your hands? What do you have in your house? Uh, maybe you're a lady that, that needs revenue for the family and you have an oven. Well, you have an oven. Maybe you're a, a, a person that, that can take a hose and some water and, and, and wash cars. Maybe you're somebody that, that has the ability to sew and you have a sewing machine. Maybe you have anything at all, but look inwardly inwardly to you. See, God gifted us all separately and individually and uniquely. And if, if we try to copy someone else, then we're going to find it. It's not going to work as well, especially on your first business. Your first business that you ever own needs to be, in my opinion, something that you have really what we call a sixth sense. You are already com comfortable with it. It's your hobby. It's something you're aware of. It's, it's something that you have some enjoyment in doing. Don't go buy a book on hundred ways to make money. Don't go copy somebody else. Find and look inward. God will make a way for you to start something with something that's identifiably unique to you.
I would like to suggest some things to avoid. Number one, you don't have to talk a lot. I think somebody that has loose lips and talks a lot, sometimes they cause themselves a lot of harm. So you don't have to announce to everybody, oh, I'm starting this little business. Just go do it. Don't be worried about what other people think. I had to swallow that and I just went and did it. I said, with my God's help, I'm going to make it through no matter what. And then avoid starting too big. See, a lot of people discredit something that's so small because this will never pay the bills. Well, if you want to make a cake and you want to have and you have the ability to make cakes, make that first cake and and then divide it if it's on the street and you sell it, great. Then the next day make two cakes and the next day make five cakes, the next day make six cakes. You see, I'm a proponent of growing step by step. But I'm not saying go slow by slow, but every step, learn the skills that you need at that step. But do something. Don't start too big. Other people I've seen regularly, especially in foreign countries, they're always trying to do something that's regarding exporting something to America or exporting something like coffee beans to America. It could work, but only if you're in the coffee business, only if you have a knowledge of that, only if you have some skills in that. And then other people uh, are always trying to resell things that are imported, especially in Africa. I mean, the boat from China comes and they have a whole pot load, a whole boat load of plastic dishes. And now they give them to 100, 200, 300, 400 people for them to sell. And you say, well, I can get those dishes and I can sell them like everybody else. I'm telling you, there's not going to be much profit in that. I like to suggest that you look something that doesn't involve importing and exporting and, and that it involves something like a tire repair or a hairstylist or, or a small restaurant or foods or a food vending or, or a raising a garden or things that you have common that into your location there. And, and you have a complete market there of people that need your goods and services. And don't be afraid to, to, to put your hand to it and, and do the physical work. Don't be afraid to state and be responsible to make money for you. You see, a lot of people are helping other people with this and that, and, and, and they feel, a com feel compelled to help other people. That's true. We're called to do that. But only if you're standing on pretty solid ground can you help someone else. If you're on the bank of a river and someone's uh, uh, floating by and they say, help, help, and then you throw them a rope and yet you don't have that rope tied to a tree or something that's real stable, then they can pull you in. So you've got to be not, it's not self-serving, but you're responsible. The Word of God talks about that uh, he that doesn't provide for his own family is worse than an infidel, worse than a non-believer, worse than a, a, a bad person. So feel that responsibility, and that could easily mean that this first business is just creating enough revenue for your own personal needs. We call that either an emergency or a, des a, a, a business, but more properly call that a lifestyle business, meaning that if you have enough money to support your lifestyle for tomorrow, that means your food, your rent, your utilities, and you can exist, then the next day you create enough monies for your lifestyle then. 
Boy, if you keep doing that, a lot of businesses continue what we call a lifestyle business because they don't employ a lot of people. They maybe don't employ anybody. And your lifestyle can go up significantly if you continue creating more wealth and more value for you and you can charge more, then you can buy the car, you can buy the motor, motorbike, you can buy things because you're creating revenue for you first. Now, don't cut God out of the picture because he's always asked us to tithe based on our household, personal household budget. But these other people, you need to be standing on solid ground to, in order to help someone else. Now, this first business could be something that grows into something much bigger and better and along that same line. And it may be just a fill-in business. And I'll tell you that every business that you are endeavored in, though, you're going to lose, learn business skills. You see, there's the technical side of doing something like sewing a shirt, like my shirt, or embroidering here, making an emblem on here. There's the technical side of doing that. And that person may not also be gifted in the business side, making the sale, making sure they take care of the accounting, making sure of you that they're taking care of the customer, making sure that they have systems and processes in place. So our whole teachings are focused more on the business side because they apply to any and every business, no matter what the technical side is, whether it's a service or a product. The business side is where you actually make the money. The technical side can be hired from those that are gifted in the technical skills. Both people win because both people are doing what they're called to do. Well, our concept is here is to now make available to you some 20 video recordings of people and audio recordings of people that have actually done what we're talking about on this course, on this class. We're talking about people that started small and grew step by step and they started with what they had already in their hands or was easily able to get a hold of. So we don't want to become the all-knowing person that you do what I said, but when we overwhelm you with other teachings from people that are actually doing it, that have actually started small, and they tell about that, we've captured those on videos and on audio. And so some of them are from America, but many of them are from developing nations. You need to realize that what we're teaching in these courses are the laws of God's way of doing business. And they're going to be true, just like the law of gravity is true anywhere. The same law of gravity applies all around the world. So we're teaching you the law, this one law, of start small with something that's already in your possession. Don't borrow money. Don't borrow on that first job, is my opinion. And you will see that God will take you step by step by step. Well, thanks for being a part of Inspiring Better Business and this new course on how to start small and start with what you have in your hands. Thank you.